This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL. Welcome into BetQL Daily with you on this Monday. That means it's Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat. We are live on 1430 The Bet in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. Back here after the weekend, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the BetQL Audio Network. Download the free Odyssey app today to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily Podcasts. And also subscribe to the Odyssey Sports YouTube page so you get alerts when we start the show every single day. In an hour from now, Evan Silva from Establish the Run. Curious about his strong opinions about the offenses that will be taking a big jump into the 2021 NFL season. NFL pro better who focuses on the futures. Always love our conversation with Jason Weingarten. He'll be here to talk some NFL, also Major League Baseball. And then in the final hour of the show, Chuck Esposito from Station Casinos, talk about how things went at the book with the draft, with the Derby, and everything else that people have been betting on. I It feels Horvat, and this is not our lead, but as I mentioned the Derby, and he works at a race and sports book with Chuck, it feels like I don't know anybody that won anything on the Derby. No, I made my yearly contribution of $100 uh, to the sports book for the Kentucky Derby this past weekend. It was right in front of us. You, you, you bet Bob Baffert, man, and, and, and you win money, you profit. And instead, I go against him, knowing damn well he's going to find a way to win that race. Went back and forth, and it's funny because right before um, – well, r- really right before the race, man, I was kind of considering jumping in at those odds just because – The guy just doesn't lose. And I wimped out, pulled off last minute, and like I said, made my yearly contribution because I made absolutely no money from the Derby. In fact, I didn't really make money from a whole lot this past weekend except for the NFL draft. Now we have to go back to handicapping actual games. And uh, I'm still in, like, draft mode, man. That was a good weekend except for the fact that uh, the team that I covered looked to uh, move on from Aaron Rodgers. So, like, I'm trying to win money and bet on my props, and I'm getting phone calls. Where's Rodgers going? I have no idea. I'm just hoping the Ravens draft a receiver here. Yeah, I mean, isn't isn't that where we have to start today, right? Like, I even though it's two days removed, we can get to Major League Baseball and and what we saw. And I know you were tweeting nonstop about the Bucks. So in your world, that was a big game, even though we're in the uh, area of where n- none of these, unless you're fighting for a seed for a playoff spot for a home court, like none of this really even matters. I don't know why people would be fighting for home court this year doesn't seem to be too much of an impact as we've learned with all the other sports until we get these uh, full stadiums going. But uh, that's, that's where I have to go with these, with the draft. And I know it's a fool's errand to say a plus a plus a plus, but I can't help it. And I think part of the draft grades that we, and we have so much information now that it's not just player based. What is your process? Not only are you addressing needs, But where is the value? Did you move up when you didn't have to? You could have sat chilly there instead of having tunnel vision on a player. And you could sit there and then, boom, just let the draft fall to you. And I I thought there were a number of teams where that stood out. 
And many of these teams that, that I think excelled in the draft. Now we'll see what the players are and if they can develop the players on the players, on the coaches as well. Um, but I, I think a lot of these teams on the rise did well this weekend. Yeah, man. I really like a lot of teams, what they did in this draft. And there was such great value. Like the, the, the like the pick that I kept talking about or the play that I loved the most was the Ravens, the draft a wide receiver, because they struck out in free agency with T.Y. Hilton, with Juju Smith-Schuster. But some of these young teams, like I can't wait to watch the Jags play football. I know not everybody loved the Travis Etienne move because he's most likely going to be your third down back. You have three running backs already. But you're just surrounding Trevor Lawrence with weapons, man. And then some of these teams on the rise. I, I can't wait. And now I'm looking at win totals and Super Bowl futures, especially when we don't know the future for a lot of these quarterbacks, not only Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Some guys do move, man. I'm taking a look at teams like Denver, like Las Vegas, who may be involved. So uh, I know it's baseball season. I know that we're not even into the playoffs yet for the NBA. But this weekend, man, just proved that football's king. So where are you on Rodgers? I mean, that's it. Like, my opinion of what the Broncos did will depend on Rodgers. Because if they don't land him and they don't get aggressive in the quarterback market, Teddy Bridgewater, whatever, that's not going to win you any playoff games, okay? That's not going to win you a division. It feels like what the Broncos did or did not do depends on if they get Rodgers. And now, dude, fire the GM and I'm good. Fire the GM. Yeah, wow. it, it ain't it ain't a joke anymore about Jordan Love. I know you guys were having chuckles about it over the last year and you didn't agree about it. It's not funny now, is it? No, no. And and so like and that's the thing. So uh, I was on this morning in Milwaukee and everybody has taken the side pretty much of Brian Gutekinds of the Packers organization. And it's like if you look at it, Joe, though, it's because they're spoiled. And they don't know any better because you go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Like my life as a Packers fan, even though I'm in my mid thirties, early thirties now, I've known two quarterbacks uh, unless one of them gets injured. And then you're looking at Brett Hundley. And, and so it's kind of like, we call it entitled town, but you, you look at it like, man, if, if I'm the Packers, can Brian Gutekinds, could he go out there and throw 48 touchdowns? You could always find a new general manager. Now we haven't actually heard that from Aaron Rodgers himself. It's one report. But it's not looking good for Aaron Rodgers returning to uh, Green Bay. And, and Rod, I'm not, what, what, wait, what, what has Gutekunst done to deserve this support from the fan base? Is it just, seriously, There, there's a sentiment of anti-Rodgers? Is that what's going on up there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Gutekunst, uh, you know, Get two years here. ago, he spent some money on the defensive side of the ball. Adrian Amos, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith. And then the drafts, for the most part, besides the Jordan Love pick, have been pretty successful. Elton Jenkins has allowed one sack in two years. Um, so yeah, everybody's all on board with Gutekinds and see for me, I, I'm team Rogers, man, because oh my yeah, God. You up and you want to select a quarterback as a young general manager, you get your guy of the future. I understand that, but you have to call your franchise quarterback, the MVP of the league and Aaron Rodgers, and say, Hey, we're going to move up here and we're going to select a quarterback out of Utah state. So he doesn't find out watching on television 20 minutes after doing interviews where he's naming guys. I want Justin Jefferson in this draft. I want T Higgins. Then he just finds out like the rest of us. They move up to take a quarterback, and you saw this weekend. The Bears called Andy Dalton. He's He hasn't even started a game for the Bears. He got a phone call saying, hey, we're going to move up, and we're going to take Justin Fields in this draft. Top what the Bucks do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish that. Now, it's the, and, and that's the thing. You know, um, if you're going to move up, especially to take a quarterback, and, and you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who's been there for nearly two decades. He's won three MVPs. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to the NFC Championship game now five times. 
you have to at least let them know. You have to inform them. So I get why some people aren't all Team Rogers because you could say what he's doing is selfish. You could say, hey, man, you just – and that's the other thing, Joe. He just completed year one of a four-year deal. I get that he doesn't want to be a lame duck quarterback. He wants a commitment outside of just next season. Makes sense. He was the MVP of the league. But he did just complete one year of, of a four-year contract. So it's going to get messy. It's going to get sloppy. I think it ends like the Brett Favre situation where Aaron Rodgers is either going to retire, which I don't see happening. Jeopardy sounds like a great gig, but I think he'd miss football too much. I think he ends up somewhere in the AFC. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Denver. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Las Vegas. I mean, if we're being real about it, a lot of people that you know are listening to sports radio over podcasts, for instance, and we're a little bit of both here on BQL Daily. They they skew older, right? Skew mm-hmm. older men, fifties, sixties now, and they're going to side with management for some reason because they don't believe in player empowerment. That's where we are, guys. That's an archaic way of thinking, and this is not your average NFL player in and out of the league in three and a half years. This is a guy that's been here how long? And, you know, Michael Lombardi made this point on his show the other day. A guy that's been in the league, right? A guy that is older, but he gets what the league is right now. It's like what the Packers have to look at is how many hundreds of millions of dollars that guy has made for them. He's earned this right. This is and he's still at that level winning an MVP. Like, we're not turning it, this into a Packers bear show, but this is the oh. biggest story in the NFL by far. Way bigger than anything that we witnessed in the draft over the weekend. But come on, guys, get with it. You're going to go down with, I want this guy who might be an all right general manager, completely replaceable. Over the quarterback, we're going to do this again. You're going to part ways, and it's going to be nasty moving forward. And then maybe in 10, 20 years, you make up. But maybe you don't because this guy doesn't talk with his family. Yeah, man, exactly. Like, this is the one guy, Joe, that you don't piss off because when he holds a grudge, he holds a grudge, man. He'll hold this grudge, and he'll never speak to you ever again. And he will walk away. Like, he loves football. But if it comes down to – if it's him or Ryan Gudikins and they go with the general manager – he will walk away. And I know this isn't just a Packers bear show, but really quick. I mean, the one thing that I'll say here is Mark Murphy, Brian Gudikins, they're not in the position in that front office in Green Bay if it isn't for Aaron Rodgers. How many terrible teams with Ladarius Gunther right. as your feature defensive back has he taken to the NFC Championship game? Has he taken to 10 win seasons? So many, like, look at the defense. He hasn't had a top 10 defense. He's had a top, de- 10, top 10 defense once in his career. Um, but I think that also it's important because of what you said. The players want more power because the NFL players, especially quarterbacks, Joe, they've been watching what's been going on in the NBA. James Harden could force his way out of Houston and say, I want to go here. I think we're going to see this more and more. Uh, We saw it earlier on with Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson before that whole mess. I think players want more power. And I think that it's, it's, it's going to be the future of the league, man. And it's not only they want it, they've, earned it and by the way they're not making any anywhere close to as much money as some of these nba players with the endorsements and all of that hey wow okay we teased it a moment ago and we're definitely going to hit on some of this stuff and nickel or dime coming up in about 10 minutes which i can't i can't wait to we're going to talk about all these uh nfl awards and futures some numbers already gone which is mind-boggling we're sitting here in late april the season isn't until four four months from now and some of these numbers are already already gone we'll talk about that team on the rise justin herbert got their franchise quarterback a year ago and everything they've done since like my initial reaction going into this season for the bolts was 
okay, there will be regression. League studying tape on Herbert. He's going to take a step back or two. I think that's common sense. But the Chargers are doing everything they possibly can to prevent that, and maybe that's what they're doing. We think an upgrade at the head coach. The offensive line has been the issue. What do they do? They keep attacking that position via free agency and the draft over the weekend. I love what the Chargers are doing, Horvath. No, so do I, Joe. And I get that it's not the flashiest move for some reason to protect your quarterback. I mean, I love what the Bengals did in the draft, but still, like you do have to protect Joe Burrow. I love what they're doing for Herbert because if you look at last season, they should have been a playoff team. How many one-possession games, how many games did they lose right there in the fourth quarter because of a coaching blunder? So you think they have an upgrade at the head coaching position and with the coaching staff. You have to protect Justin Herbert because, like, all these quarterbacks that have worked out or have like, it all comes down to protection. Already love the weapons. I think they're going to be able to run the football. I like them defensively if they stay healthy. That's a team that I'm buying in on. Again, you think that there will probably be some regression. You expect some regression because of all the film that's out there. But if you protect Justin Herbert, he's going to be a monster. I mean, a lot of people thought he was going to be a bust. And you look at the Oregon's. Like, that's the thing that I hate that we do with these college quarterbacks. When has an Ohio State quarterback ever worked out? When has an Alabama quarterback ever worked out? Uh, Marcus Mariota, look at him as an example from Oregon. No, all these guys are different guys, man. They're, they're their own player. And I think if you protect Justin Herbert, yeah. you support him with weapons, he could put together an MVP-type season, even year two. Limited draft capital. Bears go quarterback, offensive tackle, offensive tackle, running back, wide receiver. Finally. I am not joking. I mentioned this on Twitter this morning, Horvat at Joe0670. I have not been this optimistic about the Bears in a long time. And I was a little hesitant to buy in after the Fields pick. But for some reason, Friday pushed me forward. That move up to get Jenkins. Do you realize this is the first time in the first four rounds of the draft, in draft number seven, under Ryan Pace, the Bears have addressed offensive tackle? They've taken guys like round two, round three on the offensive line before, but we're talking about the interior. But now they got... (laughs) Some people think it's the nastiest dude in the drafts. And the way he was talking, I fell in love. Um, Attacking the biggest needs and the most important positions on the field, using your assets and putting it on the offensive side of the ball. This is what I've been screaming for for years. I'm more in on the Bears right now than I was in 2018 when they were 12-4, and creating all those turnovers. Everything fell their way in Matt Nagy's rookie season as head coach. The Bears, if if Fields is right, it could be something that is sustainable as Rodgers might be exiting Lambeau. And I was going to say, do you think that the reason they were so aggressive, and and again, they were probably going to move up and get fields if they could anyway, but I think a lot of the teams, everybody in the NFC North kind of killed their draft. I like what the Vikings did. I like what the Lions did. And I think they all kind of smell blood in the water, right? Because if Roger and Jordan Love, Jordan Love is never, he, everything that we hear, Joe, is Jordan Love is a year away from being a year away. And Brian Gutekinds in his press conference kind of let that slip out. So I love what the Bears did. And I don't, I mean, yeah, does Ryan Pace treat uh, first round picks like my kid treats his Legos? Yes. But again, man, he's trying to save his job. I love what they did. They were aggressive and they're going to compete this year. For a quarterback, I throw those rules out the window. Yeah. Talking about fixing that position for 10 to 15 years, I throw those that out. Um, other teams that were impressive, you mentioned Detroit. I agree with you there. Love the Browns draft. Another team, many people expect regression. I don't know with what they're building there. L- love the moves on defense, which is where they need the help. 
that's where they need the help. Exactly. They're able to run the football. Baker Mayfield bounced back last year with a real head coach and Kevin Stefanski. And, uh, hey, their name's going to float around as maybe suitors for Aaron Rodgers. Baker Mayfield for Aaron Rodgers and some draft picks straight up. Then I'm buying into all the Browns futures if they end up getting a different quarterback. You know what, Horvy? I think um, your team is the only team um, that people follow on this show that did not have a great weekend. Like Dylan Burns, Dolphins, I loved what they did. It was strong. Yeah. Eagles, I felt good about what they're going to do. They're probably going to go get another quarterback next year. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvath. This is BetQL Daily coming up next. Nickel or Dime, NFL Futures Edition on the BetQL Audio Network.